Greetings, and welcome to this edition of CFA Institute's Take 15 series. I'm Ed Bass, Head of Education for the EMEA Region, and today we are joined by Joachim Clement, Chief Investment Officer of Wellershof & Partners. Welcome, Joachim. Thank you. You've shared some uh, interesting research on the influence of personal experience as well as uh, genetics on investment decision-making among uh, individuals. And we can um, enter into the debate of nature versus nurture in uh, factors about uh, decision-making. But in general terms, can you share some of your observations about the influences of these factors on uh, individual investors? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think there are uh, certain important uh, components of how our financial decisions that we make every day, obviously, in our portfolios and everywhere, uh, they're heavily influenced by the experiences we have made throughout our lifetimes. And um, to give you two examples about our personal experiences, first of all, experiences we made uh, in the very early childhood um, or during our formative years, which is basically the age of 16 to 25, can influence us for the rest of our lives. For example, it has been shown that um, people who lived through the Great Depression as small children, for the rest of their lives, those people were more reluctant to invest in stocks uh, than people who never experienced the Great Depression. Um, so these kind of traumatic experiences can actually influence your financial decisions for your rest of your life. But also more recent experiences uh, that we just lived through, like for example the financial crisis in 2008, um, can influence our financial decisions for many years on end. Uh, for example, the inflation, the high inflation times of the 1970s, uh, these experiences of high inflation instilled an inflation fear into investors for 10, sometimes 15 years to come. And at the same time, it's not only the experiences that we make early on in life or our most recent experiences, but it's also a certain inherited uh, component in our risk preferences. So kind of our genes uh, are also influencing our risk preferences. Uh, and you can show that, for example, by uh, analyzing uh, children of people who are taking a lot of risk in their professional life, for example, by being self-employed or by being stockbrokers, etc. Uh, their children tend to have a higher propensity to take on risks during their lifetimes as well. Given the uh, increasingly recognized importance of behavioral finance in investment decision-making and the traditional reliance on quasi-scientific financial models and empirical evidence to aid the investment decision-making process, um, how do you see the situation in evolving in terms of uh, the decision-making process? Well, the, the issue I have with a lot of these traditional economic models is that they assume rational expectations and rational behavior. Um, the evidence that we have is that we're oftentimes not only rational, but rather normal. We're human. And what that means is that when we are taking financial decisions, 
they are heavily influenced by our experience based, for example. Uh, it, it even goes so far as that we always try to make sense of new information, like, for example, the current ongoing uh, European debt crisis. Uh, we're trying to make sense of that uh, situation by comparing it to previous experiences we've made somewhere else. And in doing this, we kind of filter uh, our assessment of the objective reality and that can and often leads us to making somehow irrational or I would say normal human uh, mistakes. Um, so given this situation, what can financial advisors learn from this uh, experience, from this research, from these findings? in trying to deliver better service to their uh, clients? Well, in, in our practice, we work almost exclusively with private investors. And uh, we have found uh, this very helpful uh, by assessing the risk preferences and, if you wish, the risk profile of individual investors. Uh, traditionally, this is done by uh, questionnaires that are handed out to uh, clients or asking certain standardized questions that are often very hypothetical in nature. But what we found is that if you focus really on the real experiences your clients have made, you can actually get a much better and a much more precise picture of how this person reacts uh, in, in the presence of, of losses, how this person reacts in dealing with stocks, bonds, etc., etc. And if you then not just talk to them about these issues, but also document them and use them in a systematic fashion with simple tools, for example, uh, then you can actually enhance the advice that you give to your clients. You've done some research into the burgeoning science of epigenetics, which investigates the impact of uh, experience on genetic makeup. Can you describe to us some of the implications of this for decision making, not just in the investment arena, but in other areas as well? Yes, absolutely. And this is, in my opinion, one of the most fascinating uh, things that are that is going on at the moment in modern biology research. Um, biologists have tried to find out how the expression of genes can be influenced by the in environment and then how this environmental influence can translate into genetic heritability so that not only you are impacted by this environment but your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. Uh, one example about this is that children of abusive parents, we know for a long time that these children when they grow up are much more likely to become drug addicts for example uh, than people who grow up in a normal household, in a, in, in a non-abusive household. Um, what we have found, or what not we, but what people in epigenetics research have found is that this abuse during the childhood of a person actually changes the way genes are expressed for the rest of their lives. And as a result, the children of these people have a higher likelihood of uh, borderline disorder, for example, or drug addiction, etc. In humans, uh, these environmental influences have been traced at the moment, as far as I know, uh, up to the third generation. In mice, up to the fifth generation. So it can be that a singular environmental effect can translate into second, third, fourth generation and impact decisions there. Now, so far, as far as I'm aware, there's no study out there that studies epigenetic influences on financial decision-making. Uh, so I'm, I'm speculating here a little bit, but what we know is that epigenetic effects influence the brain regions and the hormones in our body that regulate 
um, uh, risk-taking in general. That is a reason why uh, abused children have a higher uh, addiction likelihood and, and engage in, in drug addiction. And these same uh, pathways also are active and activated when we're making financial decisions, for example, when we're picking risky investments like stocks. So I wouldn't be surprised if one day an economics professor and a biology professor get together and actually start to uh, investigate into this issue and possibly find a link that environmental effects can translate into not only your lifetime uh, financial decisions, but even the financial decisions of your children and your grandchildren. Thank you very much, Joachim, for sharing your observations and, and research. You're welcome. And thank you, uh, viewers, for, for tuning into this episode of our CFA Institute Take 15 series. Copyright 2012 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.